Yeah, we're here. What's up, guys? It's me. That's the other guy. We uh, we're sad or angry. I don't even know what kind of podcaster pregame showers we are today, but man, this this could have been and should have been a lot different show. Uh, my name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy over there is Brooke. Find us Brooke me three. I already know how you're feeling, but uh, how you feeling today, bud? Uh, I've already gone through the range of emotions. Uh, <laughs> like twice. Really, really, really pissed off to just sad and staying up late and being sad about it. I and, know. Uh, thinking about what could have been and being sad and just being sad all together. <laughs> I know. I saw your, your sad boy hour tweets. I was surprised to see you still up at one thirty. Then I was like, wait, it's a Saturday night. Remember when we used to be able to have fun and like live our lives on a Saturday? I remember that. Yeah. I was up to like three. I just kept going, kept going back through the game, kept watching highlights, kept, yeah. kept looking at who was out of position, kept looking at whose fault it was, all these things that I shouldn't have been doing that late at night in sad boy hours. Um, and then I woke up and then I laughed because I'm like, <laughs> isn't that just, isn't that just the most appropriate thing to happen? We yeah. talked about it a little bit. Everything that you could have predicted would happen in situations, it happened. You looked yeah. at it and you were like, oh, this is about to happen. And then it yeah. happened and you're just like, yeah, I saw that coming. And yeah. then to end on that note, um, it, it, was a, it was a strange night. And we've already talked about it. We're not going to talk too much about last night. We're going to stick on it for a minute. We want to give you guys a chance to just blast whoever you want to blast, do whatever you want to do, and then we're going to move on. Just like the players have talked about all today. Time to move on. Yeah, exactly. So let's dig into a few of the comments here. Right off the bat, we got Spencer Macias uh, hanging out on Facebook and saying, Go Dodgers. That's what we need. We need happiness. We need positive. Christina on Facebook saying, Let's go Dodgers. It's a new day. Let's get to work. And, and like you said, that's that's the general vibe that the uh, the team has going. Ryan Moore backing it up. Let's stay positive, guys. Forget about, the la- uh, forget about last night. Understand we still have the better team and can win this thing, which I think is almost exactly what Will Smith said in his uh, – pregame interview today surely yeah. the dodgers have the better team uh it last night somebody did something to anger the baseball gods because just nothing <clears throat> everything that could go wrong did go wrong uh, and then it, it, it just had this glorious explosion of diarrhea in that final play which was just like man that was it was impressively bad and you know i talked about it on my twitter today where it's I really do wish I wasn't a Dodger fan just so I could enjoy that final play because like for baseball as a baseball fan, like that, that whole final sequence was just insane. And you got to feel good for this, for this Spencer, what's his name? Uh, Brett Phillips kid that that kid, like nobody shouldn't have even been there. And, um, you know, he was basically the towel boy on the team and then made the roster because of injuries and whatnot for this world series. And, uh, you know what? He was so he was so hyped. He was so pumped. He couldn't even breathe after the game. Like he literally had to go see a trainer just to 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 kind of bring himself back to earth. So great for baseball. Uh, terrible for people like us that don the blue, don our lucky blue, uh, whatever works. Remember, keep the rituals going, guys. Uh, I loved our boy King Yellowman's comment here on YouTube uh, pretty early in the, in the stream here. How do you let Bias blow two leads in the same game? That's one of the things that I wanted to bring up to you. If you're talking about the worst things that happen, there's obviously a lot of really bad things that happen. But between the two, which is worse? Not are pulling Julio arguably too early or leaving Pedro in for way too long. Bringing Pedro in to begin with. 
that situation <laughs> time and time again for six years of Dodger baseball in the postseason. Pedro Baez has done exactly what he did last night. He sees runners, other people's runners on base, and he's like, ooh, I should let them score. So he did almost immediately. And, you know, Will Smith, I'm going to throw, or Will, I'm going to throw everybody under the bus. Smith today, you know, talked about uh, how Pedro kind of was shaken off the changeup because he's in there. The changeup really is the neutralizer against left-handed batters, but he was feeling it on, on the fastball. So... We'll let him go fastball, and Lyle cranked it, and uh, that was the first of, of uh, two leads he gave up, which is just um, pretty damn wild. But over the last two postseasons, Pedro Baez has allowed or has inherited six runners, and all six have scored. I mean, if if this team is analytically driven and, and you're looking at numbers, you're looking at statistics, does that number not pop out to you as like, hey, maybe this guy doesn't pass the sniff test here? And this I mean, is, you talk about the playoffs ooh. being a different season entirely. Yeah. You, it doesn't matter what happened during the regular season. Like we've said this time and time again, you throw regular season numbers out the window when you get to the playoffs. If you're on the roster and you made the roster, this is a new season for you. It's a new chance for you to start over. Most guys who have really, really good postseasons a lot of times don't have the best regular seasons. Mm -hmm. Derek Jeter was a guy who was built on October. He didn't do anything during the – he was a very average average player. And you can argue with me all you want on that, but Derek Jeter is an average player who made his name <laughs> playing for a big team, winning World Series with a really good team, and being really productive in October. So you got to look at that and say – you, you got to put those aside. I know the matchup for Pedro Baez it, on paper. You look at the changeup fading away from left-handed hitters. Matches up perfect. Matches up really well. You need a ground ball. You need a double play. You need that in that situation. Victor Gonzalez is absolutely available and at one point was up and throwing. And I don't get that at all considering he's a guy who gets more ground balls than anybody else on that entire team with the exception of Blake Trinan. Yeah. There's just so many question marks that come along with it, man. Yeah, and like you're saying about pulling Julio early, it's like I understand why you know he was starting to get rocked a little bit. He had given up back to back, you know, the the homer and the single, both over 100 miles an hour. Um, Yandy Diaz coming up and all that. I I can understand that, but then everything, all the sequence just just really uh, went bad there. And but more with Baez and more with Roberts. There's a lot more on that. We don't need to dig into it. There's a, there's an article on our website about what Dave Roberts said, which also just kind of irks you. He did take ownership of the situation and, and Pedro coming back out. So, guys, check that out, DodgersNation.com. We'd appreciate it. Go ahead and leave your comments there, being angry or sad, and I will moderate them or we will moderate them accordingly. Um, David K. Jones right here getting a little bit uh, back in the comments. Super frustrated. And, and, yeah, it was a mix of frustrated, anger, disbelief. And, I mean, you saw Dave's reaction. He he didn't even see the final play because he was like, okay, they tied it. We got this out at the plate because, you know, the dude fell down. Let me look at what I'm going to do next inning. Oh, the game's over. <laughs> That's basically what happened. I thought that was weird that he, he said that it happened. And that was like a <laughs> – a second and a half thing that had happened. So, like in that second and a half that he saw Randy fall down, he just looked down at his notebook, like, "All right, next inning." Like, yeah, I, I kind of found that a little bit hard to believe. I think he was trying to cover his tracks on why he had that bad of a reaction to them. He had that was a bad reaction from a manager. Like, that's not a good look. The yeah. way he reacted to that, yeah, that was obviously you don't want to see him like smile on that play, but <laughs> the way he reacted was like, "Oh, he's pissed. He yeah. is mad." 
Yeah, that so was... might have been a little bit of a way to cover for himself a little bit, I think. And that's that's fine. <laughs> that's a good call there. I mean, it was straight human emotion. And uh, again, that these... was my reaction, except I didn't spit in my living room. Coward. Uh, yeah. I got Claire saying no hate tonight, only love. And uh, I, I will say we're not hating. We're just questioning some of the decisions. Some people that, that you know, being uh, for as much Dave as Dave tries to put these guys in positions to succeed. You know, you, you you see the numbers with Pedro, so you know that's not the spot for him. You you see Kenley barely trying, you know, starting to come back. You see, and I don't want to get into Kenley really at all, uh, or very much in this because I want to move forward. That's what we're trying to do. We got a game five. It's two two series. That yesterday was yesterday, but um, understandably, you know, we got to get them hot takes in there. And uh, I lost my my train of thought with that, but yeah, just just. The decisions are wild, and 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 to have Kenley in there, um, barely having you know regaining the confidence. Maybe the confidence is up to like sixty three percent or something like that. And to throw him in there with uh, with you know, you're not too far off from the top of the order and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of one, only one run. There was a lot of oh no, why didn't he like start or leave Bruzdar out for another batter into that inning? He could have gotten the first two. Just let Kenley get one out. So, man. All right, guys, I got to stop right there and talk about my bookie. Between the NFL, college ball, MLB playoffs, a little of everything. There's no shortage of games to watch nowadays. And with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into payday my favorite day of the week with my bookie if you're the type of guy who likes to back the big favorites considering putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting but more importantly they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real money maker hey don't forget those underdogs too they have a ton of value and the thing about you know nfl is underdoggers underdoggers <laughs> the underdogs are never really you know, dogs on Sunday. Anything can happen. We just saw that happen this past weekend, but hey, you know, they lost me some money. But every team truly has a chance to win, and uh, you do too. That's how you're supposed to do it. Game spreads, championship, futures, prop bets. There's so many options there. It's never too late to get in on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. That's right. You can sign up at MyBookie, and when you do, use our promo code, will you? It's overtime, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E. To claim a deposit, match dollar for dollar all the way to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code overtime, O V E R T I M E, for you to claim your bonus when you make the deposit. Stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all the major sports and more. Sign up today and begin your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. Uh, again, still just a, a lot of, a lot of, man. <laughs> That's all I got. A lot of man. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of that. I mean, most games you can look back, especially during the playoff series, and just look at one pitch and be like, oh, man, like if it's just that one play right there, just that one situation, then everything would be different. You look at this game and you're like, there's like seven situations where you look back and you're like, man, just this one thing, if that would happen. So yeah. makes it all that much harder. Um, Kate obviously bringing up Kenley's comments after the game. We have an article about that over on DodgerNation.com. Go check it out. Um, not the best. I'm not going to talk about it because it frustrates me and I don't like it. And uh, it, it uh, brings up things to me that I don't like about myself. So uh, go check that on DodgerNation.com. Um, or you can talk about it in the chat and uh, you guys can talk amongst yourselves. Don't mind that either. Oh, man. Get, get into the comments again. We got our buddy Kevin in the stream. Mr. 
former co-host of the show, and he said FRG is a lot of man, and that's just a great comment. That's a that's that's a bell comment right there. And now I scared the dog. Way to go, Kevin. I think uh, Kevin Kevin had brought up the curse of the Dodgers too, and just how it's just yeah. it's there's no other way to put it. Like yeah. they're just seem like they have a curse on them. And I think personally, it's the curse of the '88 team that was not supposed to win the World Series in the first place. <laughs> We're paying for it. I don't know how teams like the Cubs and and, and you know Boston and all that. Will, survived hundreds of years of this but i'm not down i'm just throwing it out there right now i'm not down i do want to get to some of the positives from yesterday because there were uh, a few things that we can look at yesterday that still bode bode well for the series one the team did not quit the batting did not quit at any point um the two out run production continued i think now uh, so they're slashing over th- or 380 this series with two outs uh, 720 slug like they they've scored 15 two out runs in this series and um, I, honestly that's the only thing that's really been keeping them alive in a way but uh, it's impressive to see the fight uh, continue and a lot of that is on on the back of uh, Mr. Corey I'm a steal your girl Seeger man how good has Corey been this whole postseason and now into the World Series it's funny that we talked about him last night. Somebody saying that, you know, he's been pretty quiet. He looks pretty cold. And it's just because he hadn't really got a chance to really do much because yeah. Tampa Bay was pick- pitching around him so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is he? Is he hitting like 800 in the World Series now or something Something ridiculous? 500. Um, he's hitting 500. OPS over 1,500. That's a... Uh, well, yeah. We have his on-base percentage too. On-base 632, slugging 929. <sighs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, this is something that you expect. That's a stat line you expect, like, um, one game into the World Series. Like, oh, yeah, you had a really good first game of the World Series. Or, yeah, you had one good World Series game. This is now, we're on game five now we're going into tonight, and he's still doing what he's doing right now. Do not let what him and a couple of other guys on this team, JT is one of those guys that is suddenly included in that conversation, don't let what they're doing go to waste. No one is going to remember the losers that, performed really well no one's going to look back in history and be like remember in 2020 when Corey Seager had a really good world series there's a reason why we don't talk about Jock Peterson's 2017 <laughs> world series yeah it was a phenomenal world series he did yeah. great he probably should have won the MVP that, that during that no one's going to talk about it why because we lost what does it matter there's nothing to talk about and uh another guy who's who's doing his best with the bat to help him out I see uh Jamie or Jaime cheese butt on uh <laughs> <laughs> Great name on Periscope talking about uh, Turner turning it on. JT was not lying after Game Three. He said he had found something and and he's been able to sleep easy that night because uh, he was finally feeling good at the plate. And that was the night where he took um, uh, Morton deep in his first at bat, got a screaming uh, double down the line in his second at bat. More positive there. Uh, not only is he t- now tearing the cover off the off the ball because they him and Seager each had. Uh, a four-hit game last night, which is a record, will or some sort of record. Uh, third pair of teammates collect four hits as infielders in the World Series, and these records are getting a little too granular and a little too finite for me. But that's just me. But Dodgers all-time home run hitting postseason man, dude, with twelve, which is pretty cool. A lot more at bats than Duke Snyder, but uh, give uh, give the clap to to Mr. Justin Turner. Still pretty cool for a guy that was supposed to make the team as a bench player a long time ago. So keep that in mind. It's always a cool thing to look back on, the arc of JT's career. It's always fun. Or realsies. All right, a few of the notes. You want to give people the fine notes of uh, tonight's ball game? 
well, I mean, uh, I guess we kind of have to talk about it. I don't know. I don't think the roof really makes that much of a difference unless yeah. there's that crazy wind game, which we had to experience. And that one should the, <laughs> I still don't understand how the roof wasn't closed for that game, considering they were like whipping winds, not just yeah. like a slight breeze going through the stadium. Um, but the roof is closed tonight. Yeah. It is cold. It is sprinkling. It is uh, rain in the forecast, et cetera, um, at Globe Life Field. The Dodgers are 1-0 during the series with Globe Life Field closed. Obviously, it's just been the one time during the postseason, 3-1 mm-hmm. and one in 2020 altogether, um, including regular season, because they played there. I believe that series they played uh, in Texas was the roof closed the entire time. Uh, from what I understand, yes. I think they, they, well, if it's, what, three games. So, yeah, it was closed the whole time. Um, right, because they, yeah. they won two and lost one there. Yeah, so I would assume. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I'm not 100% sure. That was a stat, a, a number I saw, but allegedly yeah, three and one. I don't know um, if in the uh, the division series, uh, was it open the whole time or closed? I'm gonna imagine it was, it was open It was open the entire okay, time. They so. didn't open. They didn't close it until the uh, World Series game, and that was the big question. It's like, oh, all of a sudden you can close the roof now? Like, why didn't you close it last series? Um Funny thing enough, too, is that it's more fans uh, per game in the World Series than it was in the Championship Series. But, yeah, still, close group, whatever. Uh, game one rematch, you get Kershaw going up against Tyler Glass now. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to look at this. Uh, number one, you look at it from the realistic Dodger standpoint, which is, again, the burden of a big game falls on the back and the shoulders of Clayton Kershaw, which, man, I don't know how many times we had to see this during a postseason, but it seems like whenever we need him in a big moment, we need somebody to step up in a big moment. It's always like, hey, Kershaw's up. It's your turn. We screwed it up for you last night. You should be going into this carefree at a 3-1 to one lead, but sorry. Yeah. You're responsible for getting us ahead. Yeah, Kershaw, once again, carrying the burden of uh, 32 years of, of losing or not championship Dodger baseball carrying the burden of having to be the stopper after uh, an ugly loss. So he has been a guy that uh, historically throughout his career has been good as the angry win guy, I think. I don't know what the numbers are, but he he's, uh, he's won or pitched very well in a number of games where his team has uh, has lost You know the, the game before. So a number of things do bode well on the Kershaw side. Um Helping us keep the faith as uh, Danny in the stream. My buddy Danny says, we got this. Let's keep the faith. We, uh, faith, we believe. Last night hurt, but you know what? It's, it, we got the better team. We're going to keep doing that. And we got the better guy on the mound. We got the Hall of Famer on the mound against Glass now. But I'm a little uh, worried <laughs> about Glass now tonight because he didn't do quite what he was hoping for in game one. Uh, you nope. think we see a, a, a better, tallest pitcher in baseball right now in Glass now tonight? Um, I think the advantage typically falls on hitters uh, during a series like this when you get to see a pitcher for the second time around. Typically it does. I think in Glasnow's case, he is one of those pissed-off pitchers uh, mm-hmm. who also has the pissed-off fastball that comes with it. So, again, I think his pitch mix does not match up well with the Dodgers for him personally. But with that in mind, I think he's going to not have nearly as bad of a game as he, you look back at his career. He's never, he's, I think twice in his career, he's given up six earned runs or more. It's not something that happens to him very often. Um, granted, his short career, granted, he played for a really bad team in Pittsburgh, but it's not something that happens to him a lot. So to say that, to expect that kind of results again, I think is unrealistic. But then you look at Clayton Kershaw and you're like, okay, what do we need out of him to get past Tyler Glass now to get to the bullpen that is 
the Rays bullpen is a little taxed. I mean, they used oh, some yeah. of their best arms yesterday. That's Again. not to say that they're not available tonight because you got a rest day tomorrow and then two more games and the season's over. So you got to imagine that they're going to go pedal to the metal with whoever they can and ride them. Um, but looking at it, what do you think you need out of Kershaw tonight to survive this game? And I mean, if you're able to get what you got out of him in game one, that would, uh, that would really, uh, that would make you feel a lot better in this. Uh, let's call it what it is. Now it's a three-game series, so it's best of uh, best of three. First of two wins, wins. And if you can get you can get that out of Kershaw, you get six innings, a run, maybe two. Uh, I think he's going to throw everything he has, unless they really, you know, the Dodgers find a way to get a big lead early, and then he might save some bullets for a potential, you know, relief appearance uh, in. <laughs> You know, you know how he likes to get those relief appearances in, in the postseason. So, with the day off on Monday, you could see that. So it's gonna it's gonna really be based on uh, on how the Dodgers come out and score. But if you can get six or seven innings out of them tonight in a tight game, that goes a long way in uh, in setting up the rest of uh, this now three game series. Absolutely. Um... You start considering the bullpen game that's on the horizon for the Dodgers, too, and that, that plays into it for sure because you don't know what you're getting in game six. Um, when we get to that, I, I, I don't want to look that far ahead because I don't want to be stressed about that quite yet. Um, so we'll just kind of focus on this one a little bit. But yeah, that, I do that, think that you're going to see a big difference from Glasnow tonight. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a question for you there, too. So if we do win tonight and, and uh, you know, let's knock on wood and apparently knock on mouse pad for that. Dodgers find a way to pull off a win tonight. Do you uh do you you know empty the tank and go uh Bueller on short rest for game six and, and try to end it? Yeah, that's the thing, man. That's that that's the conversation right now is do you do you take that risk? Do you say, Hey Bueller, take the ball, you're going game six, let's get this thing done? <laughs> or do you not? Do you want him to go game seven? Do you want to save him for that big moment? History would tell you that you go for it. You go balls to the wall and just do it, but uh, man, that's a tough call considering you don't have a lot behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do go Bueller a day early, you can justify it by saying, hey, we got Tony and Dustin May behind him, um, as well as literally every other arm that's available for that day because yeah. that will happen. Um, so uh, personally, I like Bueller going on short rest. I think he's just a dog. I think he's a, he's a fighter. He's a scrapper. He's going to want it. He's going to ask for it. I don't have any doubts about that. Um but then you get into the question too. Well, if you lose tonight, what do you do if you lose tonight? Do you, you got to throw him then? Throw too. Bueller again? Like Walker, is that either way? Do you throw Walker? Walker gets game six, in my opinion, because you can't go. You can't go some weird hodgepodge of D May and Gonsolin again against Blake Snell. The dude uh, won the Cy Young a couple years ago, and he proved that he was angry in game two, and, and he shoved. So. You need to match up right because definitely if you lose tonight, you can't you can't just be like, oh, whatever it is, what it is. You empty the tank there and you figure it out for a game seven uh, in in that or in that that scenario. But um, I yeah, I think either way it's going to be Hirsch tonight and then and then Bueller again on short rest. And uh, I think he's going to feel he's going to feel fine. I don't know how many pitches he threw on on, on his last start. Which was when was that yesterday? Bueller or Kershaw? Uh, the other guy, Bueller. Was he like ninety oh, yeah, some no, odd? I think he got into the high nineties on it though. Yeah, so he he threw a number of pitches, but you know what, man, the dude's well rested. He did not throw all that many innings in an already shortened season. Uh, right. He likes to take his breaks in the off season. We know that because he never comes into spring training training ready to, to work. Really fighting myself from 
cussing today, guys. Good job. <laughs> um, no, it's got to be either way. Walker Bueller is your game six starter. Call it. I'm calling it here first. Somebody, somebody brook it. Uh, I also wanted to hold on to this comment because I see uh, Jessica over on, on Periscope. So it's my favorite player, Crenshaw. I love me some Clifton Crenshaw. He's a nice boy. Clifton Crenshaw. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mess him <laughs> up, Clifton. Uh, let's let's uh, find a couple more comments before we get into the lineup. Uh, ooh, LSD73 is going bold. Kershaw, no hitter. Hell yeah. Just why not? Yeah. I, I can't imagine him going the distance either way just in case because you're looking out in the series and him potentially throwing short rest. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they're gonna try to get him. No. I think they're probably gonna try to keep him down around eighty-five pitches, regardless of how things go. Yeah, uh, Kiwi says sick of this bleep. Let's lock it down over the next two games. That's right. Just stomp them out now. Don't you gave them? Uh, you gave them two games in this series in a way because game two you set them up for success, and then game four you handed them. So play like you're the best team. <laughs> That everybody thinks you are and you think you are and you say you are play like the best team or if not um patrick here on periscope says sandy koufax has let it be known he has two good innings in him for game six so if we can get koufax on the roster i mean uh, uh what 80 some odd year 80 like six year old sandy koufax on the bump might take him we over. have tommy john now so we, we can we can fix that for him jimmy john hell yeah <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into the lineup. We got the Los Angeles Dodgers lineup on the screen, and one important thing that was ultimately proved to be a huge uh, the downfall of the Dodgers was just Cody Bellinger not being in center field yesterday. Cody's back in center. You feel good about this lineup with Barnsey also at catch? Um, yeah, I mean that's I think probably that's the biggest thing for me. I know there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to, the timing of it kind of sucks just because Bullsmith dropped that ball last night. And obviously there's a lot of things that happened in between to get us yeah. to that point. So I don't in any way pin that on Will Smith or anything like that. Um, as a catcher, I know when somebody's barreling down on you like that, he, he thinks that the guy's right on him. He's got to make a quick tag. He absolutely did the right thing there. He thought, I mean, if Randy doesn't trip, he's coming in hot and scoring probably, but he did trip. Didn't know that Tank changed things around a little bit. Um, I love Austin Barnes in there. I love how he handles everything behind the plate. Um, his bat is actually not that bad. Unfortunately, he is facing Tyler Glasnow again, which uh, we we both know if it's over 95, oh, excuse me, if it's over 94 miles an hour, Austin Barnes can't hit it. Um, and that's been the case all year long. Um, so hopefully he can lay down a sacrifice, but that makes a difference or something against Glasnow. I do like that Cody's back in center. Thank God for that. We needed that. Um, yeah. Yeah, if I if I'm gonna have a quick pick today, dude, I think it's gonna be Cody for me. Cody going uh going dung or getting something done. So yeah, guys, make sure you drop your your predictions. Who's gonna go deep? Call your shot. Uh, we're going to do that before we end up uh getting the hell out of here because we got a ball game to watch. I forgot. Uh, well, I went. I guess I essentially went eight hole yesterday because I went Kike who got something done, and then I also took somebody else's Jock Peterson. So shout out Jocktober, shout out me. I killed it with my with my calls. Uh, I'm gonna cheat. You know what? No, no, because I think instead instead of cheating and going Seager, uh, something that we didn't talk about because we we didn't want to dig too much into yesterday's game or that long into it. But Mookie Betts probably had the worst game he's ever had as a Dodger in in Game Four. He did nothing exceptionally well. He made one good catch, but um, you know, an 0 for five. 
you know, leaving some runners out there. He's not going to be happy. Mookie Betts is not going to be happy. He's going to be hungry, and uh, Mookie's going to do some damage tonight. You you guys can brook it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that he didn't do really anything spectacular. Obviously, made defensive plays like yeah. he always does, but. For him to not do anything spectacular and that game to still be like that just tells you how far ahead that the Dodgers should be yeah. <laughs> during this. Uh, they, I mean, they should be crushing them, and they're just not doing it right now. So would be really nice to see the game out of Mookie. I really like those games where Mookie and Cody just tear it up and we get those two MVPs doing their MVP thing. So oh, yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah, I mean, we're getting we're getting definitely the the uh, the Seager half of it uh, pretty much game in, game out. But uh Let's go ahead and look at the Rays lineup. The Rays lineup, uh, the lefty lineup. So you got you got some righties at the top. A little bit of um, you know, rearrangement that has thus far worked for Kevin Cash's Rays. What do you? How are you feeling about these guys going against Kirsch the second time? Yeah, that you know that makes me a little nervous. Um, Rosarena looked really bad against Kershaw, but it, yeah, seeing him the second time around and seeing him the second time around when he's much hotter and uh, looks like he's picking it up a lot makes me very nervous. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't love it. I don't feel good about it. Um, obviously, Clayton Kershaw, generational pitcher, once-in-a-lifetime talent, but not looking forward to this one, to be honest with you. I don't, I'm not looking forward to watching this one. I consider <laughs> taking a nap for the first five innings. <laughs> No, but there's nothing worse than like waking up and you know seeing the team down eight nothing or something like that. You know, being like that, uh, that was that was my justification for being like, no, I gotta I gotta stay in it the entire yeah. time because I'm gonna roll over and it's gonna be sixteen to two raise in the third, and I'm like, oh, all right. It's like it's like staying awake for for the whole procedure or all of your dentist work or all of the tattoo. You got to stay there. You got you can't just show up in the fifth inning of a tattoo, guys. You could there's there's your words of wisdom from FRG here on this fine Sunday uh, afternoon. Getting into a few of the the called shots, we got Eric saying Justin Turner's going to hit another dinger in the first. Call that one from Eric on Facebook. Carlos agrees with me about uh, Mookie having a bounce back game. That's what we paid him for. Twelve more years of Mookie, so uh, you know that's good. Uh, Dan is taking to Cody along with you. Uh, he's going to go deep. <laughs> well, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if he's calling Cody's going to go deep in the game because he says he's going to go deep with this girl again and hurt his back. But, uh, hey, you know what? Nobody listens Ooh. to this part of the show. Right. <laughs> Looks down hundreds of people in the, in the chat. Thanks for hanging out, guys, by the way. Uh, Shacks with a K. I'm assuming I'm saying that right. But if not, I don't care. I appreciate you hanging out. Says Mookie going to go on a tear. Alondra says Mookie goes deep, steals a couple of bases, four ribbies out of Mookie. Tina is going with Jock Pop tonight. John Jonathan is taking another Mookie. Uh, Chris Buteris says Brett Phillips is my brother. Well, you know, one, you tell him congrats. And two, you tell him that hurt. Thank you. He's not welcome in L.A. He's not welcome in but, L.A. But that was pretty cool for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Don't man. And the final one, let's see, let's see. Uh, I want to get one more in here. Um, somebody says Brett Munson should just admit that he sucks. Apparently, Brett Munson is being rude in the chat. So we want you to know, Brett, you suck. Thank According you. to said comment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to end it right here with uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Denson over on Facebook says, Don't be scared. Kershaw is coming through tonight. 
Man, we need uh, some vintage Clayton Kershaw. We all need some vintage Kershaw. Uh, let's go, Kershaw. They're, they don't have trash cans. They don't have whistles. They don't have cameras in this game. They can't. We are in a neutral site bubble, so there's no way there could be any foul play. This is your chance to redeem yourself in uh, another World Series game. Keep being uh, World Series good, Kersh. And I think we're going to have fun. I think we're going to have a fun post game. but stick around after the game wherever you are watching this. You can find Doug McCain on our DN postgame show. So we're hoping it's a happy one. Last night it was not. <laughs> it was not. And props to not. Doug for surviving. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's rough. It's rough when you got to take a bunch <laughs> of comments that aren't directed at you but are filled with a lot of hate and frustrations. <laughs> yeah, so anybody who's out there, you know, good Doug, Doug some love for that because he's been here after every game the same way we're here uh, before every game. So it's been a busy postseason, and hopefully we can get two more dubs out of it. Until then, guys, find every bit of Dodgers news that we feel like writing up on DodgersNation.com. It's a website on the Internet. We are a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM. All these spots are, I guess it's YouTube music now or something. I don't know. We're, just Google us. You'll find us there. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Well said. Guys, I am at BrookMe3. This other guy is at RealFRD. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. We'll both be sad or happy on there tonight, depending on how things go. Go check it out. We're at Dodgers Nation on Twitter, at official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. There was a bunch of you in the chat today. We understand you're sad, frustrated, angry, looking forward to tonight's game, whatever. Try to be positive. We appreciate you guys. Go Dodgers. Come right back here. Hang out with Doug after. Hey. Bye. Bye.